Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. You're listening to a message from the Mackinac, bringing you the very best from the vast collection of camps preached by healing evangelist, best-selling author, and megachurch pastor, Dag Heward Mills. This Saturday's teaching has been extracted from the Finish What You Started camp and is entitled, My Father, My Father. In life, there is a clear difference between a child with a father and a child without one. You can have many teachers, but only a few God-given fathers to guide and lead to your betterment. At every stage of your life, God will send somebody to father you. Today's message challenges you to look into your own life to assess the relationships you have with your fathers, both biological and spiritual. Bishop Dag will outline the benefits of receiving a father and the consequences of not accepting. Do not make the mistake of receiving a father as a mere instructor. Listen and be blessed. Now, I want everybody here to decide to become like Elisha, who shouted, My father. It is when you relate with a man of God until he becomes your father, then something that is for him can come to you. Hey! A lot of people can call you daddy. Papa! Papa! Dad! And what again? Father! Poppy! Somebody, he calls everybody he calls daddy. 
Daddy this, daddy that, daddy that. Everybody was daddy. So I cried, I was asking because I remember one day I was watching a film called The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Have you watched it before? And there was a guy who was insulting somebody and he said, You are the son of a thousand fathers. When you call too many people daddy, you become a son of a thousand Which means? Which means? What does it mean if you are a son of a thousand different fathers? You don't really know the real father. But you cannot have many fathers. Not a few fathers in your life, but you cannot have many people who are fathers. So it is a special and important thing that you must see spiritual and begin to get in a place where you can take somebody as a father. Father. Amen. Amen. Are you there? Yes. First Corinthians chapter 4. So I'm talking about this one. My father, my father. Because Elisha, the servant, the spare servant, could not finish his ministry. Because he received this man as his father. Hey! And he was cut off. But Elisha received him as his father. And when the man went up, he shouted, he shouted, Mr. Elijah. He shouted, my father. When Kenneth Hagin died, his son said, there are many people that call him Papa. Is, apart from the biological ones, it is true. He was a father to many people. Are you listening to me? First Corinthians chapter 4, verse 15. For though you have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet have you not many fathers. That's why you don't have to call everybody father. Don't call everybody father. Otherwise, it loses the importance. There are some people who call every lady honey. You say honey. No, no. So sometimes you have to listen to how many people does he call honey? And you realize that, oh, honey doesn't mean it, that means woman. And some people call every lady darling. Darling, come, darling, go, okay. Darling, it does not mean anything because it calls everybody darling. So, but if you only one person, darling, darling, hello, darling. No, no, it's the one before on the line was also hello, darling. That is a special one. Are you there? Yeah. So don't call everybody father. Don't call everybody father. Even your pastor, don't call your your pastor father. Don't call him daddy. Don't call him papa. Don't call him tata. Don't call him video. Unless he has really become that to you. Otherwise, you are spoiling and neutralizing and mulliganizing the meaning of that word, father. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Yes. Okay, okay. Good, good. Very good. That 
I was growing up, you always made my world feel safe. This is a poem that Pastor Joel gave me. I mean, on a card. No, he didn't write it himself. The deep calm of your voice calmed me. The clear calm, that's what it is. And the strong circle of your arms circled me. I never felt vulnerable or afraid. Because to me, you seemed unshakable. As I got older, though, it dawned on me that the world you faced every day was a lot bigger and scarier than the one you had created for me. See, a father has created a world for you that is far more scarier than the world he has created for you. You see, sometimes in the church you think everything is easy. But a world has been created where you are functioning. But you don't know that your father has been facing demons and other love balls for you. And I wondered sometimes if you also felt like relying on someone else's strength or a This is a poem from a son or a doctor to the father. Growing up in the sanctuary of your love is something I will always cherish and a memory I could never forget. Wow. Is it not a powerful message from a child who grew up? Amen. This is a gift of a father who can care for you. And God wants you to have a father. Look, have you seen that picture on CNN? Where there was a mother lying down. The mother was dead. Dead. Mother come. Has anybody got a dog? I need a baby. Mama, come here, lie down. Lie down here. Lie down here. Lie down here. No, this way. Come here. Dad, go, go this way. Okay, okay. All right. Now, I need a baby. Huh? Sit up. Oh, you are too big to be a baby right now. You got a dog, somebody. Okay, now you sit up, sit by your mama and cry. Somebody give her a handkerchief. Sit by your mama and cry. Oh, give her a handkerchief. That's a handkerchief right there. Cry. Baby, she's crying for her mother. How many feel sorry? Can you already feel sorry for that? Child, she's crying for her mother. Huh? How many feel sorry for the child? You feel sorry for that? Why? Because the child is so helpless. That's what it is like to with your, your father, your mother is gone. Hey! Hey! Are you seeing the preacher? How many are seeing the preacher? She's pushing her. She's calling her. Hey! This one is like no mama, no father. And this 
the church, you have no one. The one who covered her, who dresses her up. It's gone. Oh. That is what you are like in the ministry. When you have no cover. When you have no shelter over your head. You are exposed to a real world too early. Oh. Oh. Oh, do it like this, do it like this. Oh, no, slowly. Oh. Oh, how many can see that? It's really some way. Hey, come on. Come on, my defenseless man. You see, that's what it says in the top there. Come on, my, my head. That's, that's what the father does. That's what the father does. He covers you in the way that you don't know that you are being covered till the camera is removed. And you realize that's why. Expose. Sitting, my sister. Ish. I started weeping immediately. I was in Kenya. 
First time I went to Kenya, I was in a bus, I had a message there. I started crying. You see, you may not know that almost everything that you say and do, you got it from your mother. Some of you should see the picture of your father. You realize how you are like your father. Your, your, your behavior. So, if in the ministry you have no family, you are quite beautiful. You are like this girl, crying. No father, no mother, no cousin. Yeah. This is how it is really. You see, you feel sorry when you see, but because it's a spiritual thing, you don't know what it's like. It's a very pathetic picture. Hey! Hmm. Stage of your life, God will send somebody 
to bring you to be a father to you. And this is so sad when there's no father, there's no mother. Very, very sad. I'm not talking about pastor, I'm talking about father. Now, do you have a spiritual father? When you have a, do you have a spiritual father? Huh? You see, there are times when somebody else is not your biological father becomes your father. And sometimes more than one person can become your father. But at each stage, it's a relay. So it's a relay of four fathers come. One father, two father, three father, four father. Uh, who is the child? Come again, we're ready. Now, you are going to be her first father. Take her, look after her. Take her, walk around, look after her. Put your caring hands around her. And what else? Calming words. Why is the microphone? Give some calming words. Uh-huh, he's showing his daughter.
different. And God can sometimes bring a man father. Fatherhood is not old age. Because most people become fathers when they are young. In the natural, you become a father when you are a young person. So fatherhood does not depend on age. It's not age that makes you a father, but usually in the church, when you see an old person, they say he's a father. It's by the anointing, the maturity, the wisdom, whatever it is, the grace that God gives them. That's why such a young person is fathering such a young fatherhood. Talk to her. And you say, you don't make beloved with your daughter, eh? He's telling her about the mother. Yeah. Amen? Amen. So God sends you different fathers. And He may even send you a woman to be your father. Woman, come. Father, hey. NG Police, you need to take this one to you. And built a tower and he's led it out to husbandmen 
and went into a far country. And when the time of the fruit drew near, he sent his servants to the husbandmen that they might receive the fruits of it. The husbandmen took his servants and beat one and killed another and stoned another. And again he sent other servants more than the first, and they did unto them likewise. But last of all he sent unto them his son. Now notice in verse 36, he sent other servants more than the first, and they did unto them likewise. All through your life, God will be sending people to you. It's a parable, but it's a fact. God sends people to you. Amen. Are you excited that God is sending people to you? Are you happy that God is sending to you? Amen. So, when God sends you a father, don't make the mistake of receiving him as a mere instructor. Amen. One day I was reading a book by Rejoiner, and the Lord said to me, Receive him as a father. Don't receive him. Don't read the book as you are reading the book of someone who has written a Christian book. I don't have that relationship with Derek Prince. I don't have that relationship with so many people. But I felt the Lord telling me, This particular person, receive him in that way. Although I read a lot of different books. Christian books by Christian authors and so on, but I realized the Lord was telling me, receive the person as a father, which means that all the things that the person says, I receive all. Because when you are in your father's house, you receive all that he says. He says, do this, you do. He says, wear this, you wear. He says, eat this, you eat. Go, go, go here, you go, go. Come at this time, you come. Every instruction of your father, you do correct. And you are not selecting. So when you are selecting, you are not really a child. You are receiving a teacher's instructions. And so you must grow up in the church. You must receive your pastors as fathers. Try to get to the point where God blesses you with a spiritual father. So that you will not be a spiritual orphan. When you are a spiritual orphan, you are a hopeless case. Yes. Yes. I tell you there is a difference between a person who has a father and a person who has not a father. Over the many years that Pastor Guthrie has been here, he has become a father to many of you. And to some of you in particular. And you would need to be very careful in taking care of things that he may say to you. Because when he has begun to occupy that role in your life, and you disregard certain things that he may say, they may be very costly. It's like I mean, I wrote a book, Seven Things That My Father Told Me. It's one of the chapters. Seven Things That My Father Told Me. And one of the things that my father told me, which I wrote in the book, was that he told me not to drive somebody's car. He said, don't drive somebody's car. And it's something that I have consistently told. People have given me their car, sometimes give me a beautiful Mercedes bed. One day somebody brought me a beautiful Mercedes bed, I was going to preach somewhere. I said, oh, you can use my car. Beautiful! Latest of everything is in the, in the car. Shine a word, forgetting what car I did. Just as we were about to go, I said to Chris, I said, no, let me get the owner of the car to drive the person's own car himself. Because I remember my father gave me that advice. Don't drive somebody's car. Just drive your own car if you don't have it. I just remember it because my father said Amen. My father told me, be a doctor. I wanted to be a vet. He said, be a doctor. I became a doctor. So my father did not curse me before he died. I did what he wanted me to do. You 
in his hand. And made him proud. Amen. What do you think? So, so be careful. Look, a pastor can be here and sort of he metamorphosis into a father for you. But he can be a pastor, he's a pastor, he's a pastor, he's a pastor. He never becomes a father to you. That's like now I'm a bishop of the church. I can be a bishop of the church, I can be a pastor to you, I can be a father to you, I can be a friend to you. Depends on how you want to receive me. And depends on how your heart is tuned towards me. Amen. I remember one time, a certain brother came to Ghana. I think they came to Hukam. And then on the way home, they had a terrible accident. Had a traffic light, Hukam was smashed. So one of my people that was with me went to the accident scene in the middle of the night. And he said, as he stood there, he just remembered what I said. That my father told me, don't drive somebody's car. Because these people have come from home coming. And where they come from, they drive on the left. And he got them drive on the right. And upon arrival, he has borrowed somebody's new car. And has come to church. And going home in the night, he was now driving on the left or whatever. He came and went to another car. And the whole car is gone. They could have even died. And he said, as he stood there looking, he remembers that this church said his father told him, Don't drive somebody's car. And here you are, you come to stay with somebody. You are staying with a person for whatever. It's like you want to buy the car. You have driven the car. Now you have spot the car. You have created a bill of thousands and thousands of which you cannot pay. And you just leave. I mean, you can imagine how you feel. You actually have to buy a car which you don't have the money for. And you just leave the person with his trouble and go away. So, brothers and sisters, there are things when a person has metamorphosed into a father, you've got to take all that he says seriously. Amen. Amen. Are you there? Be careful not to receive a father as an instructor. Know the difference. How many understand what I'm talking about? How many understand what I'm talking about? Some of you, I'm, I'm using Pastor Cliff as an example because he has not always been here, but he came here. And to some of you, over the years, you became his child. The second thing will happen in that uh, Port Elizabeth. Yes. And in East, uh, what is that? East London. Oh, I don't say from East London. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he came as a stranger, he got as a Over the years, the person will become, and at that point, if you call the person daddy, it is true. Yeah. Or tata, it is true. But at the same time, when you say tata, it's like saying Mickey Mouse. Yeah. You call it Mickey Mouse. Come. Yeah. Amen. So, why is it important for somebody to be a father? Because when the person becomes your father, the things that he has, come to you. Do you think when I die, I will leave the things that I have to, to a drinking bar? There's a drinking bar opposite my house. They come there to drink and smoke weed. Opposite my house. All kinds of characters. Recently, after the elections, some people thought I was an opposition to the political people that were uh, 
the, the people who had won the elections. So they came outside my house. Some of the guys from the drinking bar, they came to stand outside my house. They started to sing. Zambinam, we not pay one bills. Zambinam, we not pay one bills. Zambinam, we not pay one bills. It's like I will see my back now. Now that these other people have won the election. And they started to say, Zambinam, we not pay one bills. Zambinam, we not pay one bills. Zambinam, we not pay one bills. Zambinam, we not
But man came into the room. Come, you come. Stand here. He came into the room, and I was sitting down. And he came into the room with a jar. And he said, he said, he said, these are your father's ashes. Keep it here. And there was a shelf. Put it there. And he said, and he put it there. Shelf. <laughs> and then he gave me. He said, this was his coat. Wear it. And then he said, one day, you will have to give this coat to somebody else. And one day, you will also be in a job. Give me the other job. We also, you will also be in a job. So one day, I will also be in a job. A job. Another job. And then you will have to give it to another. You see, you are now in a job. And you give it to another. And you go. You are in a job now. <laughs> so two jars, two people, and the coat is with somebody. The father's coat, it keeps passing well. One of the children gets it. One of the children. Hey! hey. And it passes to the next one. And you, you are converted into a jar. My mother told me when her father died, she was not able to go for the funeral. When they took her to her father, he was in a jar. And this, this is your property. And then he will also have to take it. Because he can't take the mantle to heaven. He needed to take when Jesus died, his mantle was divided among his disciples. And it's that same anointing that is moving around. Yeah? That's the vision that I have. You think that if I have a coat, I'll give it to somebody who criticizes me, who speaks against me, who causes trouble for me in the church, who stands there and fights me and opposes me and has made himself a resistor of the anointing, who doesn't support, doesn't give, doesn't do the things you're supposed to do. Or do you think I'll give it to my own beloved children who stay with me in the house? Ah, who think about it? I'll take my thing off and go and buy somebody who will save me. Oh, Zap, my baby, my baby, my baby, my baby, my
are increasing and the court the same court wow the thing seems to suit the guy Beloved, receive it. I receive it. Hey, so how many realize that you better become one of the children or somebody dear, somebody close, somebody who can be chosen so that the thing can be given to you and not one of the Judases who doesn't write notes, who doesn't smile, who doesn't say amen, who doesn't clap. Who doesn't lift up his hands? Who is not happy with his leaders? Uh, what? Privileges? Promotion? Who doesn't like the leader's wife? Hey! Chakwe! Huh? He's singing against the man, man of God. Give the Lord a clap offering. Okay. Bring the coat. You cannot. Uh... 
nine fathers of your life. Number one, your heavenly father. Number one, number two, your father in Christ. Number three, your father in Christ is who? The person who brought you to Christ. Number two, number three, your father in the ministry. Who is that? Person who brought you to the ministry. Amen. Wow. How many know that you would not have been in the ministry if it wasn't for somebody? Huh? Somebody told me of the joy. If somebody hadn't told you of the joy they had, you wouldn't have known that there was joy in the ministry. And then they told me that in the mission they could be glad. And then they told me once they were late, but now full time. But I didn't think it could be till it happened to me. If somebody hadn't told you that you could work for God, you now the way you are, the way you are, some of you, eh, you would have been pimps. Do you know what is a pimp? What is a pimp? Huh? What is a pimp? Do you know pimp? Who knows a pimp? A manager of what? Prostitutes. Number four, biological. Your father whose genes you are carrying, whose blood group. That is page 14. Number five, substitute fathers. Some of you, your father ran away. He was a father in absentia. When you become important, he will come and claim you. That's my son. That's my daughter. But when, that's my boy. That's my boy. But when he comes, don't reject him. When you reject him, it will be a curse. Don't say, you never look after me. His genes are in you. You walk like him. You look like him. You talk like him. Don't deny him. It will shorten your life by at least five years. When he said, that's my boy, he said, that's my father. That's my boy, he said, that's my father. That's my daughter who I love. He said, yeah, that's my daddy. That's my tata. Tata. There is no shame. It will not do anything bad to you. As for old fathers and so, you know, just, I mean, just find a way. You cannot fight with a father. It just, I mean, flow along. Oh. Well, you realize you you see that you are you you will die before your father. He will come and bury you. That's when you see that you, you, you belong to him. Hey! Number six, your father-in-law, your wife's father or your husband's father. They are all fathers. You must remember all of them. One of the great fathers of my life is my father-in-law. One of the great fathers of my life is my father. Recently, he was 88 years old. And we had a birthday uh, lunch for him. 
And I said I wasn't coming. He almost cried. I said, I couldn't. He said, he said when you hear that I'm dead, you will come immediately to Takrade. I said, Daddy, I'm coming, please. It's okay. I can come. I can come. I'm coming. Because it was Sunday, and Sunday is my main day as a pastor. If I don't go to work on Sunday, it's like I haven't gone to work for six days. But when he says, I'm, I'm on my way. Please, I beg you. There is no shame in changing your mind. You may scream. You may scream. <laughs> I've changed my mind. Sharp. What do you think? And then when we went to the, the lunch, they were giving speeches. Speech, speech, speech. So I said, I also give my speech. And I said, this man has taught me how not to owe anybody. I got that inspiration from him. He doesn't owe anyone. He doesn't owe. People owe him. He doesn't owe anybody. I got the inspiration. I said, I got the inspiration. I said, I said, I want to say thank you on behalf of myself personally and on behalf of Lighthouse. Because I learned from you building. Since I knew him, he has been building houses. Even now, he's, and he's, then he said, and even now I'm building. 88-year-old man. Building houses. <laughs> yeah. I said, I got the inspiration. Always build houses. He's built a school. In his 80s, he has built a huge school. He has built a big house. We said, I, whenever I travel, I see the house on the main road. On the road in some town. <laughs> He's painting it. It's heavy. So I said, on behalf of the church, father-in-law, not my father. My father was not like that. My father was quite different in that regard. I learned this one from the father-in-law. And from my father, I learned some other things. But my father-in-law, I learned... These ones. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. That God gives you different fathers. That's why I said, like you saw the forefathers, the guy was will teach you this, this one will teach you this, this one will teach you this, and this one will teach you something else. They are all fathers. So some of you, your earthly father wouldn't teach you certain things, but you come to church and your spiritual father in the church, he will even show you how to bath. Some of you, you will not bath. I through the church, through the grace of the church, you have learned how to bath. <laughs> you think I'm joking? There is no joke in all my things. Oh. These ladies, you see them jumping and sweating. When they go, they won't bath. Oh. If it was not for the church, hey! tell your nearest sister, try to bath today. There is no shame. You may bath. <laughs> then number seven, the father of a church. The father of a church is the founder of that church. Amen. In a certain sense, I am the father of Lighthouse. In a certain sense, I'm the father of the Lighthouse Church here in South Africa. In another sense, Pastor Kingsley is the father of the church. And even in another sense, Pastor Clufio is also a father. You see, in different ways, you are fathers. Yeah. 
So, fathers, they are, they are delicate people. You take your time. Time taking. Hey! Number eight, father of a movement. Father-in-law, Bible says in Exodus 3, 1, now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law. And his father-in-law came and advised him. And he took a lot of advice from his father-in-law and it helped him. Because his real father, I don't know where he was. Then number eight, the father of a movement, like the faith movement. Abraham is called the father of faith. Galatians 3, 7, Know ye therefore that they which are of faith are the same are children of Abraham. Amen. How many have decided to become a good son? And the last one, number nine, a father in sin. Amen. The one who taught you how to do some bad things. Who taught you how to have sex? Among the different, different people that you've slept with, you realize that it's one of them who actually trained you. Hey! Ask your neighbor who trained you. Is from that time that certain spirits entered you, and from that time you couldn't even cover your breast well. 
You see that all the dresses you wear, your breasts are a certain section percentage has come out. I come out the thing, my sister. your defenseless breast is what I mean by a father in sin one day a certain bad boy invited me to come and watch a film oh I had not done something like that before so he took me he wanted to baptize me into sin to run away from the school so I ran away from the school in the night I didn't even know where we were going and they took me to a certain cinema hall called Orion Cinema in the night I was supposed to be in my dormitory I was in boarding school I don't remember. All I remember in the film was that there was a man standing in an aeroplane with a propeller came and the propeller came to turn the man into Miss Meat. That's all I remember. But after then we were going. So, so this is how to come out of school. This is how to come out of school. So when we came out of the cinema, we were about five guys. Then they took me. This way we get a car to go back to school. So we sat in the car. As we were going, the driver was driving. And then they told the driver, hey, we want you to take us inside to a certain place. So as for me, I was now under training. How many have been trained before? How many have remembered your trainer tonight? <laughs> That training episode could have ended in a terrible experience. When we were going, the, the man turned to me, one of the guys turned to me and said, when the car stops, get down and walk fast. I said, what is that? <laughs> you see, oh simple one, why will thou despise knowledge? And hate wisdom to keep thee from the evil man. So the, the driver said, he was charging, I think, five, two thousand something. He said, when if I take you in, it will be five. So they said, no problem, we have money. So they asked me for money. So I have money. So I also even gave some money. When the car stopped, there were two in front, four or five, three of us at the back. I got out in the middle, came out of the car. Then they said, get down and then walk. So I was getting before I realized here was one to the left, one to the right, one to I said, hey! I don't know that it was both. Save yourself. I started to run. Hey, I was running. I never knew this was what was going to happen. But that day, 
I was being born again into sin. One day, there was a certain sister in the church. Yeah. And I asked her, are you getting married? She said, I don't know why we are getting married. So I said, where is your beloved? She went and called her beloved. I said, beloved, will you not marry? He was quiet. Called <laughs> them again after some weeks. I said, are you people not going to marry? <laughs> then I called the brother. Brother, why? If you are married, my beautiful girl, voluptuous, nice, sweet. Then one day, I got the brother all alone. All alone. And the brother said to me, quietly, he said, when I met this girl, I was a virgin. <laughs> when I met this girl, I was a virgin. But to this girl, I've lost my, I've lost my virginity. The brother said, I've lost my virginity because of this girl. Hey! But still, he didn't say whether you marry her or not marry her. Up to today, he has not married her. More than 15 years. Because it pained him. But see, he had a female trainer who showed him what to do. Mother in sin. Okay. Chapter 5. The power of a father. Shall I fear fathers? One day, I was going to see a certain man of God who was a father. This man of God was a father. And I called my friend who was also a pastor. I said, let's go and visit him. He said, no. I said, why not? I said, let's go. He said, I'm afraid. He said, that man, he can easily curse you. By mistake, if he gets angry, he can say something. I'm afraid of you. I don't want him to say something that will change my life. By mistake. Something in the evening, we are just feeling free. Then suddenly, he will say something. And my whole life will change from that day. The power of a father. Honor thy father and thy mother. Exodus 20 verse 12. That thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Hey. Fathers are dangerous. Be careful with them. Because when you don't handle them well, you may get yourself into big trouble. Amen. Amen. One day, day, a certain pastor came to see me. And he said to me, Bishop, many years ago, he was behaving in a funny way. My father, he told me to go to a school. I didn't go. He told me to that I didn't do. And he got angry with me and he cursed me. He said, from that day, my life has never worked well. And now he was a pastor. He was beginning to behave a certain way. And he was getting nigh to a place where he would be cursed. 
So he came and told me that I can see that the same thing that happened with my biological father is about to happen the same thing in the church. And he said, I beg you, I beg you, don't curse me and I beg you, help me so that this thing will not happen also in the church and in the spiritual. He said, since the education, everything became confused up till today. When you know what is a father, you will be afraid of them. And you will take your time. You will want them to at least speak a blessing on you before you die. Before they die. Amen. When a father is drunk, he's still a father. Eh? Yeah. When he hasn't fasted, he's still a father. Jacob, is it Isaac or Jacob? Isaac. Isaac was blind. Even when he's blind, he's still a father. When he cannot see well, he's still a father. Whatever the case, he is a father. And he should be very careful. Isaac blessed Jacob and Jacob became Israel. Noah cursed him, the black boy. Even though he said he was drunk. What he said happened, and it is happening. There is no explanation for South Africa, Africa, the lives and the history of black people, except you explain it with that thing that happened in Noah's time. I don't know of any, but if you know, come and see me after church so we discuss. Be careful of that. Even when they look like they've sinned or they've fallen, be careful. Because out of his sin, he may use his last anointing. The last drop of anointing on his life to say something over your life. Reinhard Bonke, two weeks before a great man of God called George Jeffries died, he was in London. He had finished Bible school and he was going. And this George Jeffries was a great evangelist, but his life had ended in confusion and controversy. His life did not end in an, in an, in an ordinary way. His history became confusion. And the man who was living there was an old man. And Bernard Bonke was passing by a young boy from Bible school. And when he, called, he saw the name George Jeffries. And he said, ah, is this the man I read about in the Bible school? So he went to the door and he knocked. And he said, is this George Jeffries' house? Is it possible that he is here? And there was an, a lady in the house. And the lady said, go! Get away! He's not here! There's not there. Then the man himself, he shouted from upstairs, let the young man come in. Let the young man come in. The man of confusion. The man whose ministry has ended in confusion. Yes, he has stopped preaching and all those things for years. He was lying there waiting for only one last drop. Like Elisha who was sick. He was waiting for one last person to bless before he dies. And Ranhard Bonke came there. And when he told Reinhard, I just saw your name. I learned about you in Bible school. And I hear, and the man said, kneel down. And he said, he laid his hands on. He said, he felt fire coming over him and he prayed for him. He would tell you the story in his own words. Wow. He said, the man blessed me. He said, and I, God, I couldn't believe what had, what had happened to me, that who I had met. He got out of the house and he went from England to Germany. When he got to Germany, his father told him, have you heard that George Jeffries, the great evangelist, has just died? He died just after praying for Monkey. The last drops were used to bless. So be careful of them. 
Even when they look tired, when they look old, when they look confused, when they look like they are falling, and they are no more used by God. Be careful. Because a father is a father, is a father, is a father. You cannot make yourself a father. It's God who allows a person to be a father. Can I have an amen from somebody? Oh, Grace, sing something. Hey. Now, many people inherit their father's demons. And the door that opens their lives to the demons of their father are the criticisms that they make to their father. It opens their spirit to devils. And the same devils that used to attack their father come to them. That's why you see sometimes a young man, he criticizes his father. My father had children with this. My father did this. My father was like this. My father was this. He was a wicked man. He was this. He was that. That criticism is the door through which the demons that harass the father, they identify you by those words. And said, because of these words, they gain entry. One day I had a vision. I was being followed by some animal. And the animal was far away in the mountain. But as I was working with two friends, this animal, I started to criticize a pastor. It's like I was working, come, you and you. I was working with them on the roadside. Come, come walk by me. I was working with them. And I was talking, then I started to tell, this pastor is like this, this guy, this, 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 this. And then this demon came. Please be, sorry, you shall never be a demon in Jesus' name. Came from behind, crawling on the floor. But I was walking far away. And the thing was, no, no, go away, go away. It had turned the other, as soon as I mentioned the pastor's name and I said, that, that, that of that pastor, the thing turned around. It started coming towards me. And I was, then I felt something is coming. Something is coming. I turned around and said, ah! Then the thing jumped. It jumped up into, here, here. It jumped like that. Into the chest like that. To enter me. Then I woke up. I was in Korea. Put in the floor. God told, as soon as I got to, every time you open your mouth to say something about, about my servants, you open the door for evil spirits, demons, death, cancer, all kinds of things to come into you. Hey! I tell you, I was afraid. I was afraid for those words that had come out of my mouth. And the thing was not even coming. It was like something looking for food. As soon as I said that word, it turned around in the mountain and started coming towards me. It was attracted and was called by those words. That's why, that's why Miriam attracted leprosy as soon as she made a comment about Moses and about his wife. That was the end of her. Of her. She developed leprosy is incurable disease. Incurable disease. That's cancer of today and HIV today. So you, you just be careful. You see people talking about men of God, about God's servants. You don't fear. You should be afraid. At least I am afraid. I'm so scared. One day a pastor was talking, what do you think about this and this and this? I said, I don't think. I don't think. Will you shut up? You are trying to tempt me to make a comment to say something about this person. I don't like it. I don't like that. He started to laugh. 
because he was just testing me. Your daddy's devils, your daddy's sicknesses, pressure, his asthma, his diabetes, his cancer, his sickness that killed him, his marital problems that worried him, his financial demons that affected him, made him a goofy broke man by the time he was dying. All the problems of your father, the adulteries, the multiple marriages, the confused marriages and the lack of peace, all those things will be coming for you like that. Because you open your mouth to say, my father was, 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 my father was. You shouldn't have said it. But these thy words, the demon is gone out of thy child. And for these thy words, the demon also come. You say your father didn't look after you. Do you know what your mother did to him before he didn't come back? You were not there. Maybe she tricked him. Maybe she was like that guy who said, who didn't want to marry because maybe she was, maybe he was a virgin till your mother came. Maybe you, some of you don't know how your mother was. Some of your mothers were so wild. <laughs> when you see them now with their bread that are falling to uh, uh, below the belt line, and so you, you think that that is how they were always. They were the tip top ladies in town, the latest hot, 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 fresh vagina in town. Visited by all and sundry. <laughs> I, I shouldn't say it. Hot and fresh. You are criticizing me. You say I preach too long. You say I preach too short. That's why you will never be a preacher. Because you can open your mouth to make a comment. Yeah. Yes. That's why. You will never you will never you will never have that's why your church will never work. Because you can criticize somebody. That's why never pray for the sake because you your daddy's devils. How many how many can see that your daddy had some devils? In his life. Raise your right hand if you can remember that your daddy had some devils. If your daddy had some devils, raise your hand. I want to see if you were. Yeah. How many want those devils? One day, Kenneth Hagin said he was in the hospital. And he went to visit somebody who was sick. And the person died in front of him. He said as soon as the person died, the demon that was in the person that killed him came out into him. You see, in hospital, those who work in hospital, you have to be very careful. It's one of the reasons why I'm happy I don't work at the hospital. Because when they come out, they look for who is around. Oi! So the demons came out and Kenneth said, he said, no, no, you don't. Get back. Out. The thing was coming into him. When your father died, the things that harassed him, they start to look for the descendants. That's why there are some sickness. We only ask whether your father had it. That's the only way to diagnose. Did your father have this? Did your mother have this? <laughs> it is likely that he came. One day a son said to his father. But you are also, this is your first time of being a father. You are also learning how to be a father. Is it not your first time of being a father? You are not also a perfect father. Just as I'm also not a perfect son. That's what he was correcting his father. Now, let me just show you the daddy's devils. 
that the Abraham disowned his wife and his son Isaac also disowned his wife. Abraham said, I, I don't know my wife, she's my sister. Isaac did the same thing. Isaac lived in Gerah. In Genesis 26 verse 6, he said, she is my sister. The same words, father and son. Huh? You see, that's what I'm saying that some of you, how many of you, your father didn't really look after you? Give me a wave. Give me a wave. Wave at me if your father didn't look after you. If he didn't look after you, wave your hand. Uh Don't say anything about him. Because I can see you will do the same thing. You'll be surprised. The thing you hate and that pained you, you'll find yourself doing the same thing. So you see Abraham, Abraham said she's my sister. Isaac said she's my sister. I, she's not my wife. So Isaac said, no, I'm not my wife. I don't mind, I don't mind her at all. Somebody you've been sleeping with for 27 years, you say, she's, I don't know her. The next one, Abraham set aside his firstborn son and his son Isaac. And grandson Israel found, and his son Isaac and grandson Israel found themselves doing the same thing. In other words, Abraham set aside his son. Okay? The firstborn. Because Abraham's firstborn was Ishmael. But he put him aside and he blessed Isaac. That's exactly what Isaac did. Isaac had Jacob and Esau. He put aside Esau, is that not so? And he blessed Jacob. What do you think? And Jacob did exactly the same thing. Jacob also had a firstborn called Reuben. He also put him aside and blessed Joseph and some others. He rather cursed Reuben. So you sometimes you'll be surprised. What made your father do something is the same thing that is making you also do the same thing. Amen. You are not going to sleep much today. So don't be thinking of rest. Okay? Are you there? Because we have to close tomorrow morning. By, by 10. We are supposed to leave. You want more? Say, I want more. I want more. I want more. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every week. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.